Hello there, welcome to a brand new year of PTI Australia. I think this is our 10th year, 2013. I'm Russell Barwick, Sam Kegovic. Welcome back. Welcome back, mate. Gee, 10 years, is it? Yeah, our favourite time of the year. We've got Australia Day, you're doing the rounds on the telly, Mm. and it's a very busy time. Santa was uh, kind, Santa was good, the new year was great, and I can't wait for 2013. No, me too. 2012 can go and get you-know-what. Let's get straight into it, as they say in the classics. And we kick the year off with a massive show. Lance finally comes clean. Tomic comes to the party. Mm. Del Piero comes to the fore. And what is the cricket coming to, Kekka? Well, Rusty, you can forget about all that fuss. I want to know, will Tiger and Allen come back together? That's the big story. Apparently there's a fairly significant rider clause in the contract. <laughs> we'll make some grand predictions for 2013 in toss-up. And it's all brought to you by our great mates at sportingbet.com.au. But we start with the biggest story in the world of sport right now. Lance Armstrong's interview with Oprah. He admitted his guilt. Two and a half hours worth over two days. What did you make of it? I thought it was disgraceful. Okay. Well, I didn't quite think it was disgraceful. Admittedly, he was corned. He had nowhere to go. And after vehemently denying for eons that there was any wrongdoing, he finally did come clean about, you know, uh, EPO, about the hormone growth, about the whole... He basically admitted that everybody who has said that you were involved in it, that you'd Mm. lambasted and said you're going to ruin their career, Tyler Hamilton. I'm not. I'm not saying Tyler Hamilton is innocent because they're all guilty. Right. But what it has done is vindicated a lot of people, and it's really upset the likes of Phil Leggett, who was so, and Rick Riley, who stuck by. Well, if we're as smart as we think we are or purport to be. He gave us a subtle cryptic clue about a decade ago when he wrote a book when it, st- when it was titled It's Not All About the Bike. No. But i got to say one thing. OK, people will argue that he lacked contrition. He, uh, he, wasn't, uh, he, he was cornered. He had nowhere to move. But, look, unless they extend the terms of reference, uh, the cycling board, there's going to be some monumental fallout from but this. But I reckon the worst thing was... What about the was, co-conspirators? Yeah, I understand that. I reckon the worst thing was the Oprah fact. If you're going to make a living out of sport, then don't go to a lifestyle interviewer to get your little confession on the table. He needed to stick that out there well, with one of the heavy hitters of world well, sports interviews. Uh, she might well be, but she's, I still don't think the interview was as strong as it could have been. No, I thought like it was Tiger diluted. Did. I thought oh, it was diluted. Of course it's going to be diluted and it would have been scripted and I just thought it was poor. Still on Lance and it's been suggested that as a result of all this, cycling could be banned from the Olympics. Would that be fair to the sport? And do sanctions need to be taken against cycling as a whole? Well, the guy that won the Olympic road cycling uh, race in 2012 was banned from the Tour de France in yeah. 2007 and he retired for about 12 months and comes back and has to defend his position. Look, it would be unfair to ban cycling from the Olympics, but seriously, the last... Since 1996, only three Tour de France winners haven't tested mm. positive or okay. been involved. Well, I'll tell you what... Cadell, should... Evans, Bradley Wiggins, yeah. the most well, recent. So maybe it's clean now. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But what should be done to alleviate any and clear all doubt is that the terms of reference need to be extended. So there's Dr. F- Dr. Ferrari, uh, the Ferrari and the Brian. Those guys are co-conspirators. Of course they As are. Lance Armstrong rightfully mentioned and alluded to, that he wasn't the creator of this uh, of this culture that was prevalent in cycling. It's been there since the year dot. Oh, so let's say expose Lance, it. He also said, "I feel sorry for my kids," but he was the same yeah. one who had his kids up there no, at the Tour de France look, podium. He's been guilty of the award. He's been guilty of nepotism, he's a hypocrite. nepotism, corruption, and intimidation, hypocrisy. and all that, and hypocrisy. Totally guilty as charged. But 
you need to expose the whole kit and caboodle, well, not then, just the legs. So, so if you want to get cycling, cycling back... Should, yeah, but, but it's not going to do the world of sport cycling, cycling. needs to get back on an even keel by exposing all its eels, not just the Lance Armstrong. He's just the tip of the iceberg. I'll give you a tip. There's only four tests every day in the Tour de France. That's got to change for starters. Well, you've got to criminalise it first and foremost. Absolutely, criminalise it. Criminalise it, then you may be on the right track. To the tennis and from an Australian perspective, Bernard Tomic was the shining light of the Australian Open, went down in uh, the third round of Federer yeah. in three, but prior to that he hadn't lost all summer, so right. you've got to say he's sort of come of age. Well, you can only form a judgement on exposed form and uh, so far the indicators are very positive. I thought his composure, I thought his maturity and I thought his uh, general swagger on the tennis court was outstanding. And I looked at his box, his father and all his other uh, entourage. entourage. I thought there was a fair amount of leadership there. They were disciplined, they were well structured and I think the indicators are fairly he, positive. We're, we're trying to like him but we, you know... Oh no, we're gravitating. Look, if he doesn't blow it in the two next things three in Australia. Months, there's two yeah. things in Australia. When he was young and a petulant young little... We want to give him a whack. You know, smart ass, so yeah. to speak. Pardon the vernacular, you know. We, but he was 20 years of age, so we're forgiving. Uh, 30, 40 years of age, well, perhaps not so forgiving. But we are forgiving of him, and he's you know, he's showing that he's learnt from his uh, remember, transgressions. A lot of people didn't like Leighton when he was no, a little exactly. brat as well, and then he won a Wimbledon, yeah. and he was. But the he's the only one, one most likely in world tennis to enter the uh, the rarefied atmosphere of the Djokovic's, the Federer's, and the Murray's. There's the only one. The rest are eons away. Yeah. And, in fact, tennis has become boring as a consequence. Well, but I reckon there's some positive signs, and let's say for the kids' sake, and more importantly, Australians' tennis' sake, that he does take the next step. Speaking of that, apart from Bernard Tomic, it's been a dismal summer for the Aussie players. The men and women delivered diddly squat, and Sam Stozer was just woeful. So what's going on with the development of our players? We've got a guy called Nick Krigios and yeah. uh, Luke Saville. That's the boys' Uh, I had a long chat last young night. Young bodies, the yeah. girls, they're just a million miles away from the top gun. I had a long chat last night with guys like Sedgman, Frank Sedgman, Neil Fraser, Liz Smiley, who on her first tour went away with $2,000. She is adamant that the lack of hunger and real grit, we've developed a soft underbelly. Mm. We boast the fact that we've got the best juniors in the uh, world, but unfortunately, we can't translate that to some world Mind you, no, 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 mind you, Bernard Tomic won the Australian Open Juniors yeah, uh, in rare, 2009. He's a rare quality. But that's just still three yeah. years ago, so you've got to give him a little bit of time. No, you can't. Look at the, East, the, the Eastern Bloc as the old Eastern Bloc. Yeah, but and the only old girls. Mate, only... Romania and the Czech Republic, mate, they're pushing them through at the rate of knots. But they still... had six in the... Uh, OK, women's draw. Three, Serena, uh, Sharapova and Azarenka aren't teenagers. No. What I'm saying is the game's becoming harder. The men, there's no real young men that are really blowing that are at away at the moment. They're oh, still, they still have to be late through. 20s, mid 20s, yeah. early 30s. Yeah, but we don't really even have that. anyone that's even remotely showing the form that they could even take that next oh, step. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, the hottest topic all summer in cricket has been the rotation policy in the Australian team. Coach Mickey Arthur has gone all defensive and blasted critics via Twitter. Now, is all this... Uh, well, I blasted criticism. Mickey Arthur via Twitter. Yeah, so he should be. Because that's just a disgrace. This is absolutely... If I pay 80 bucks for a ticket to the cricket, I want to see the best 11. I don't care whether they're playing Sri Lanka, New Zealand or the Poms for the World Cup. You want to see the... And this crap that they're saying that we're getting ready for the 2015 World Cup, it's two and a half years away. You the, are not getting ready for big, anything. The bigger picture is that the Australian punter... And the guy playing his hard-earned is being duped. Duped. And the Australian Cricket Board have got to understand that they're in the entertainment business. And if you pay 100 bucks to go and see Elvis, you don't want to see Carl Perkins strumming his stuff. You've got to give value for money. And at the moment, what they did the other day, 
the other night at the Sydney Cricket Ground was treating well, the public was, with total disdain well, and that was rain. You can leave that alone. No, it wasn't no, rain. That the, was pathetic. The, the other day but when the they were out for 75. Side, yeah, that was the 75. one. But to, rate, to uh, put out B-grade B, uh, B performances and B-grade entertainment and charge an A-grade ticket is absolutely reprehensible. And the quicker they start learning, they might find themselves on the tail end of uh, a long queue to the CES office. And the quicker that happens, perhaps some of them might be better off. It has been revealed Tiger Woods is attempting to get back together with his oh. ex-wife, Ellen Nordegren. Now, she is reportedly considering it, but there is a little catch. In fact, it's a $350 million anti-cheating clause. See, cynic, cynics like you would be suggesting... I know it's going through your head, Russell, and you're such a devious person. Elon, Ellen, The $350 rider clause is if she takes him back, so I understand this clearly, and if he transgresses, but she got he's got to give her three. She got two hundred million the first time exactly. round. Exactly. So why does she want three fifty million? What do you want three fifty for? I'm sure that if he came back, the first thing the tiger would be, go and buy some Indian ink, and can we just put a little line through that <laughs> our last clause? <laughs> Otherwise, you know, it's got to be very. Even if he did transgress, what is he going to get? Wear a beeper all around? He's Tiger Woods for God's sake! You marry him, and I'm going to ask you a question. Foible. Oh no, please. Just, just hypothetically. Three hundred and fifty. If you did have a nomadic tendencies, if Me. you did stray, <laughs> knowing you got a three hundred and fifty bullet in the back of your head, do you think you could actually display yeah, all the you, affection Tiger, with another partner? Tiger's got three hundred and fifty million. Yeah. You'd think he'd probably at risk. He'd probably spend oh, ten getting... million on, on the investigators and the silences to make sure it never happened. You're a shocking person. I'm you? just saying, evil doer. No. Thinker. That's do. you. You were the thinker. Monkey do, monkey see. 350 oh, million. The monkey climb the tree, the monkey's house you I'd see. I'd sleep yeah. with the tiger for 350 million. Uh, time for a break, oh. but up next, plenty more I'd headlines be, in a mat that'll make I'd be the, playing daddy, you not You know, that, that's going to make the promo. Uh, Alessandro Del Piero slays them. What great for the Big Bash and two brothers are set to go to war in the Super Bowl. Oh. What a big story that was. Please tiger. don't make the promo. Please. 350 no, million. No, that'll cost me. 350 Well, plenty going on at the moment, so more headlines to get through and Sydney FC are turning things around in their season thanks to coach Frank Farina and Alessandro Del Piero who got four goals in the 7-1 win over Wellington. Emerton, Chalina, uh, Griffiths all played well. Is the unthinkable possible? Well, of course it is. I mean, so they've won three on an end now, which yeah. is a rarity for them. But seven goals for, to one. Yeah, seven goals to one. Oh, that was just a, you know, a day out. But the sublime talents of uh, Del Piero finally come to the fore. We all expected this, but we were waiting for one of those, uh, you know, yeah. pristine moments. And that was it. A moment in time that very few will forget. But they've won three on, three on, a, uh, three on end. They're a point outside the top six. Unfortunately, they play victory this uh, Saturday night, oh. which I think will be a loss. I'll bet your lamb chop, because I understand you're cooking a barbie out there on Saturday well, night. Well, Saturday night, victory is serving 2,000 lamb cutlets. My good mate Jim Christo, the publicity man out there and the guru out there. Jimmy uh, Christo. The chairman's. Also sells hot dogs out the so side. It'll be a big night at Melbourne Victory. I want all of you to come out there. 2,000? Have a lamb cutlet, 2,000 lamb cutlet. That's what only the chairman's. What happens if 10,000 people turn well, up? Well, we'll Oh, you're not giving it to the punters. Oh, there'll be a late delivery, for God's sake. Stop being so precious. To the big bash and the Brisbane Heat beat the first court to the final by 34 runs. But the bigger question here is what grade do you give the league after its second season? And I warned you about this. I give it a C plus. Oh. It just got the edge. And the reason it just got the edge is because... The two sides outside of Melbourne and Sydney made the final and they had record crowds. What Couldn't get a you? ticket. Hang on, shush. Couldn't get a ticket to the final because the Scorchers were just so well supported. Brisbane was so well supported. 
Uh, Warney and the Melbourne Stars got a bit of publicity because he went uh, a bit nuts with Marlon Samuels and the Renegades. That probably gave it a little bit of so impetus. All bells and whistles. All bells and whistles. The two Sydney teams woeful, and uh, the Adelaide team sort of. I just told made up you the when this concept was initially. Oh, okay. Give it, give it second year syndrome. Mate, no, it was second year. It'd be lucky to survive it? another year. What do you give I it? I give it a D minus because it serves no purpose. I think it's lacked its little bit of gloss. Oh, as opposed I, to the test series when one was over in two and a half days and the other was over in exactly. three and a half days. Still okay. Oh, but yeah. But let me tell you, it's starting to lose Which a bit of, of its, that was okay? bit of its gloss and a bit of its sheen and it just shows you content. You can pump it up with, uh, <laughs> with, with bells and whistles, but at the end of the day, you need some real content. We had... Uh, three tests against South Africa, three against Sri Lanka, and the highlight of the entire cricketing summer... Jay Ward-Need. ...was Ricky Ponding getting a farewell by the South Africans. Well, it was the greatest of summers, but it traditional was cricket is The back. investigation of the tanking by the Melbourne Demons is reaching decision time with the Melbourne uh, club due to give their response in less than a week. What's going to happen? Well, I'll tell you what should be happening. I want everyone to rip up all the documents associated with this and put them in the bin and start again and forget about it. It's going to go nowhere. You know why? And the, it's because the AFL's do, problem from the start. If they do Melbourne, they also have to yeah. do the West Coast, they have to do Hawthorne, okay, they well, have to rhetorical. do Richmond, they have to do every side but over the last importantly, decade. more importantly, I am a great fan of the AFL. They run a very tight ship, they're very competent. Sweep this the best one administration the in the world. But on this occasion, they've heard because they're rewarding mediocrity and failure. No criminal and charges. And it's there. You can't... How, how can you prove to anyone Correct. that I haven't tried? OK, I'll pick the side and I'll put you in the ruck. Now, Blind Freddy can say it's a stupid move, but all I want to see if you've got the capacity at some stage whether exactly. you can play in the ruck. Correct. Now, how are you going to... How, how are you going to prosecute against that? Bring the sublime talent that I am, I probably could play well, in the ruck. Well, you may well, Russell. <laughs> and that's exactly what Bailey and the Eston cohorts and the Melbourne cohorts probably did. And that's your defence. So don't go spending millions of dollars giving it to parasitic just, legal said, fraternity. Just sweep it under the carpet sweep and Sweep it under the on. carpet, move on, change the goalpost and shake hands. Michael Jennings has moved from Penrith to the Sydney Roosters on the eve of the new NRL season. His former coach of the Panthers, though, Ivan Cleary, said he wasn't given value for money. The Roosters have signed him for four years on reportedly about 600 grand a year. Two million bucks, 500,000 a year. Is he worth Is it? Is he? No. Why but not? No, if he's worth it. But if you stick him outside... He's a Sonny fair playmaker. Sonny Bill Williams and all of a sudden these guys are starting to look like a football team that might just cause a lot of teams oh, a lot of problems. The Roosters have promised this every year. You know, they are cash happy. Oh, I don't Nick, know what they've oh, had to offload no, no, Because Nick Bank rolls it every year. But you've got to go under the salary cap. Oh, salary cap. Mind they you... got three I, cars in every garage, every mind, one of those players. Mind you, I do like the fact that if uh, a player doesn't get on with the coach that... I know this sometimes doesn't work in sports, but if a player doesn't get on the coach... Nick Sachs, the coach. He la ...he's allowed to go here, then good on you. Ivan Cleary's got an opinion, Gus Gould's got an opinion, and the Roosters have got their opinion, but there's a lot of pressure on that new Roosters coach. He has to turn things around well, in a hurry, otherwise he'll be back in England in Regardless of where they are in the ladder, it's the highest brand, it's one of the highest profile uh, you know, tags in rugby league. The teams for the Super Bowl have been decided. The San Francisco 49ers taking on the Baltimore Ravens in New Orleans. It was a bit of an upset in both of the championship games. The real story here is the coaches. Two brothers will coach each other in the first time in a Super Bowl in the history of the game. How Jim Harbour. Who's Jim Harbour? Jim Harbour and John Harbour. For the Ravens. And How Jim's good are the Ravens? They, they beat the... Uh... Well, Ray Lewis is the feel-good story of the Super Bowl. He's yeah. been around for about 15 years. He's made the playoffs so many times. Never won a Super Bowl ring. He is playing in his last 
ever But the boys from game. Candlestick Park must be immoral. Are they, they immoral? Well, no, they were both morals. The, the 49ers were supposed to get beaten by Atlanta, and uh, they didn't. Both teams scored, uh, kept their opposition scoreless in the second half in both championship games. The Patriots, with Tom Brady, they did not score a point after they led, I think they led 24-10. This was unheard of. They're great Patriots at home, not scoring in the second half. So who wins? I'm actually going with the Ravens. Why not? They got to the championship game last year, beaten by the Pats. I think it's destiny for Ray Lewis. Will this be a story like the uh, Green Bay Packers? You I know, think it'll be one of those destiny one stories. Those destiny it'll want to be one that uh, America will dine out on for years and oh, years. Oh, well. Of course, you could say it They've had a lot of good things going in America at the moment. They've averted, they've averted their fiscal cliff. Yeah. And uh, now it's just a hill now, just not a, hill. a cliff. That's the headlines done. Next up, we take a look forward in 2013 and a special toss up. Who'll be Australia's highest ranked tennis player? Will the Socceroos or the Wallabies have the better oh, year? Neil Fraser. Who's going to defend their championship, the Swannies or the Storm? Mm, good question there. Line yes. ball at the moment. Line ball, I would I think suggest. the Storm. I think it'd be easier for the Storm than the Swannies. Time to play a little toss-up and what we're going to do is look forward at some of the burning questions that will be answered in 2013. Head to sportingbed.com.au. See how good you go, Kekup. First up, tennis. Who will finish higher in the rankings in 2013? Toss-up. Bernard Tomic, currently 43, or Sam Stosa, currently number nine. nine. Well, did you see Sam Stosa leading 5-2? Wimpish. Wimpish and serving for the game. Now, look, we're all Sam fans, but at the end of the day... There was she lost... Yeah, it's indefensible what she did. Well, in the whole three tournaments, she was terrible. Now, I know she's ranked nine, but Bernard Tomic on exposed form, let me tell you, will slot, slot into the top ten uh, at some stage no, during the year. Won't. No, he won't. No, he won't. He's, see, he's got to win... He's only won one tournament yeah. in his entire career, and that well, was the he'll get you know, to the, he'll, get the he'll get to the quarters at Wimbledon with his serve. He'll make the quarters or the semis in Wimbledon. He can even go the whole way in Wimbledon, I reckon. We will, yeah, nah. Sam, Sam will hang on. She'll finish about 10 or 12 at the uh, end of oh, the okay. year. And Bernard Tomic will be Bernard 20 will, will really Massive year in cricket. Two Ashes series in 2013, of course. That's 10 tests. So who will win more? The Poms, toss-up, or us? I reckon the Poms. Same here. I reckon the Poms. I reckon they'll win Not by a four. great deal. No. We'll th win three and there might be three drawn. The thing that will keep us in good steady is if our attack stands up. We've got some very good Our quicks. Our attacks. Quicks. Our quicks are very, very lethal. Oh, they'll be rotating. They can make in... No, they won't be rotating there, let me tell you. But so the... I watched a lot of the Poms on the Indian tour hey, when they well, beat Doctor, India. There'll be a little swingers pitch yeah. and Jimmy Anderson and co will just have an absolute field day. They've got to do two Alistair things, the Aussies. Cook's a better batsman they got, than Yeah, they've got to target Cook. Cook's been outstanding at the well, top, of, top of the innings. We've got three blokes, left-handers yeah. at the top of the order, yeah. who are just going to be exposed. And all susceptible outside off stuff. outside. Nick, There'll be four slips and two gullies. So It's a big year for two of our biggest national teams, the Socceroos in World Cup qualifying, the Wallabies with the Lions and the Rugby Championship. So who'll have the biggest year? Well, the Socceroos, Socceroos or the Wallabies? Socceroos. What they got? Oman, Iraq, Jordan, J Jordan and Japan. And Japan. Three of them at home. Three of them at home. Japan's the only dubious one, I reckon. Uh, they'll have a far better year. Yes. You know, the, uh, the Wallabies, I mean to say, they're up against some quality opposition. Yeah, you know, the British uh, Lions, they're, they're, they're a potent smashes. operator. Absolutely. Well, they'll have smash. Letters like Cup, I South think, Africa, I agree. Yeah. No, I totally agree. You're right, which is rare. But I think uh, the Socceroos aren't any good things either. I think they've done Socceroos can win three of the four, they well, make the World three Cup. Three of the four, they make the World it's Cup. Too, but that's what'll happen. It's too big a deal for the Socceroos not, not to, to have make, a better year. Yeah.
And finally, who is a better shot at defending their premiership in 2013? Toss up. My Sydney Swans or your Melbourne Storm? I think it'll be difficult for the Swans, purely and simply because of the depth of competition. I think the Storm have only got to look at two, probably two or three contenders. Mm, I don't think Maybe so. a bit deeper this year. Yeah. OK, I'll concede that. I'll concede that. Given the fact that... Bulldogs uh, were very good. Well, Manly the, Roosters, the Roosters, Roosters have recruited heavily. Yeah. Brisbane, I think, will have a good uh, year. The Broncos may be there in the bounce. But I want to say the Cowboys, but I can't. But you look at the AFL, you know, on the mm. other hand, you know, you've got Coast, five or six... Collingwood. You've got five or six genuine contenders. And where the Sydney Swans can play the level. Yeah, I don't even know whether the Sydney Swans will be at the level. Well, if Tippett comes through, I know he's got 11, he missed 11 weeks. But if he does come back in the latter half of the year, what a bonus. So you're saying the Storm? I'm saying the Storm. I am too, only for the same reasons. I'd love to see the Sydney Swans win it again. It was fabulous last year, as it was for the Storm. That's Toss Up. Next up, the big finish. Happy time and our Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week. Yeah, we haven't done that for a while. The Best Bets of the Week. We haven't done a show for a while. We haven't done a show for a while. Probably showing as well, I think. Happy birthday this week to who else but Australia. Australia Day is Saturday. The grand old girl is 225 this year. Woo. Of course, that means one thing. Lamb on the barbie, beer in hand, That's zinc it. cream and, and watching cricket. Celebrate living in the best country on the planet. Correct, Amundo. Happy anniversary to Mark Jr. War back in 1991. Scored a century on Test Taboo for Australia against England. Finished with 138. The match was drawn. Great bat and a great the bloke. Elegant. And it looks like happy trails for Shane Ward. <laughs> the great Oz may have seen him play his last competitive game for the cricket after the Stars bat out of the big bash in the semi-final. He has a bone to pick with you. He no, reckons he he's not had any work done and your commercial says uh, he has. He's so outstanding, Waddy. He'd be sadly missed if he had no more cricket. Time for the big finish. We started on a sad note. The passing of NRL player John Manor, the former Cronulla and Parramatta forward, finally succumbing to cancer at just the age of 23. Very, very sad. Heartfelt prayers go out to the family. Central Coast Mariners young star Tom Rogic has signed with Scottish giant Celtic. And he just received his work permit, so the move is good to go. Hope he can come what back and talent. play for the Socceroos, though. Casey Steiner confirming he will race V8s this year. It's in the second-tier competition. Wouldn't be surprised if he got a couple of uh, starts in the main tier during the course of the season. Same team as Win Cup and Lowndes, and I reckon he'll be very, very good at it. Sure as night follows day. Time... Uh, ah, by the way, time for a plug. Yeah, yes. If you can't get enough of Kekka here or on those Lamnesia commercials, make sure you switch on the Comedy Channel 7.30 Sundays to catch that other show, Off Their Rockers. Very funny. Not you, the others. Uh, of course, too much <laughs> Sam is never enough. Now, the quote of the week, and it's from Sam Stozer after her second-round Oz Open loss. And she says, I quote... It was probably was a bit of a choke. It certainly was. And so there was plenty of that this summer, mate. Yeah, time for the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week. I like the Aussies to win the 2020. You like Melbourne oh. victory over Sydney this weekend. And Sporting Bet thinks Serena and Roger can win the double in the ah, Aussie Open. There'll be those I'm Russell Barwick. That'll do it for show number one. Yes, and as always, I'm Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, you know it makes sense. Happy Australia Day. Happy and 2013. Happy 2013.